West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Empty Out the Clip podcast, the EOTC. My name is Cams, and I'm here with my brothers, Ave and Lady. What's up, boys? What's up? Uh, it's good. Got the B-news. <laughs> you know the drill, the shout outs. Let's go, off. Uh, yeah, just shout out to everyone um, down at uh, Countrywide Monitoring. Um, my team there have been helping me out uh, um, at work. Uh, to Ronald, to Dora, to Ty, uh, to Rebecca, Roshni and Karen, um, and to my boss Jens. Um, shout out to you guys for putting up with me for the last three weeks. Um, yeah, shout out to my team. Oh, man. I got a list. I got a massive list of shout outs today, man. But my first one is... To the Niff Mace Smiles man, the man collected the gold last week for the New Zealand Junior um, Squash Champs. Well done, man. We've been talking about you, like, manifesting your arrival back home. And, man, the man delivered, eh? So it was really good after the back of our last episode that the, the Kamma was, like, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there with the gold medal. So awesome achievements, Mace. Um, yeah, bro, we've been huge, huge following you, man. Like, every time you're... Um, you're posting, so keep it up, man. Look, look to look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Um, also to my bros, um, Joel Burns and Sam Tutu Poe, who jumped on the pods, the back of the one three fives. So, yeah, some pretty hard case yarns. Um, we had Sam in today; it was pretty cool having him um, answer the um, last minute, last last minute call. And another shout outs to DJ Affiliate, aka Ian McMahon, who's getting married tomorrow. So yeah, it was pretty funny having um, him and DJ Trick coming to the barbers first thing Saturday morning. It was like ten years from oh my life ten years ago. Walked through the door. <laughs> it was when I was um yeah, it was like John Wick Part Three. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to those guys. Shout out to um, Matteo Brown down at um Ground Crusher. who's closing his doors. My father's barbers. Government's done massive things for the city of Christchurch. Um, to my cousin Way over in Brizzy, the man goes MIA when um, Paris smashed the Brisbane Broncos last year, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's been messaging me hard out ever since then. Uh, he's moved into his home. Congrats, cuz, proud of you, proud of your massive achievement. And my last three go out to um, send me our key of Thrifty Clothing for hooking us up with the gear that I'm wearing today, and also to Ted Witty. He's been watching us and he shows us support week in, week out when he does his um, Kapenga house. He said he tunes in, tunes on TV oh, and has a good laugh. Yeah. And yeah, last few years to Dale, there's a green. He comments on every episode we've been posting. And then to my sister-in-law, Trisha, she pretty much up and gone um, this week. So she's going to be with Sam. Oh, true, so, yeah. yeah. Two old uh, Westside Fitness girls, yeah. And to my daughter's partner, Leroy, returns home back to Melbourne. But yeah, that's my massive list of shout-outs this week. <laughs> a big list, a short list. Charlotte, I just want to say shout-out to all the listeners out there listening in to all the West West Network content. I uh, appreciate everyone um, tuning in. Um, don't forget to look at our Empty Out The Clip Facebook group page. It's a private page, so you got to answer the free questions and then the security will let you in. There's a chance for you to uh, 
place your 10 cents, 5 cents worth of opinions onto the page so we can talk about it on the podcast and all that. So thanks, everybody. So how has everyone's week been? Um, uh, yeah, this week's been good. Uh, just, yeah, back, back at work again. So I'm on the, uh, the twilight shift, the one to nine. Um, this couple, uh, next couple of weeks, um, just the changes, just, um, the energy levels. So when I finish at nine, like I thought, you know, I thought I'll have a, a, enough energy to go to the gym, you know, or train. And then I say to myself, okay, you know, I'm going to wake up at five thirty in the morning, go to the class. Just, yeah, just the energy levels, eh? Just, I don't know, like straight after work, I'm, I'm like really tired, eh? Damn, I'm really tired. Like, and um, I think the one thing I'm going to do this week is meal prep too, because I know this last week, it was always takeout, takeout, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I need to, uh, so yeah, I'm going to meal prep, definitely meal prep this week. Um, just, and just, Trying to con- conserve my energy, like in, on and what watching um, not nonsense, but just positive stuff. You know, like yeah, just there's some stuff. Oh, um, and I, I got a new phone, guys. Oh wow! <laughs> I got a new phone too, boys. Finally had an upgrade from uh, upgrade from um 2016. Yeah, but it's a screen record. That one. <laughs> yeah, I can screen <laughs> screen record everything, man. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, just watching good content, um, motivating content. There's some stuff that I watched this week. Um, just, just the older, like the older we get, you know, um, just gotta look after ourselves, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's my week. <laughs> How about you, uh, you let's. Man, like I've been saying, man, I've been trying to get as many episodes in before I have a little break. But no, it's been good, bro. It's been really good. Um, I've managed because it's still school holidays. So after last week's episode, we did, um, or after the one with Eric, we went to the movies and that, and try to just be on that buzz, like make use of every day. Yeah, with the kids and that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So carrying on from my last week's story, um, I ended up going to town, eh? And I ended up going with um, Kira and her boyfriend. Went to go see the doko on one of the doors. So, like, literally 20 minutes before I told him I was going to be packing up, went to go see him and he wasn't there, man. The man who didn't from the door. <laughs> was until one of the other comers told me, like, solid, uh, there was an incident. <laughs> but, oh. yeah. Incidents either means two things, eh? He, someone put someone in behind a colorful door or someone... Got picked up and went to a colorful door. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah, so the bros ever in um, Rarotonga at the moment, but yeah, met up to my dog was sunny, man, because nah, it was a good night. I ended up just going in and, um, yeah, just, you know, just lazy nights because I hadn't had a sleep really. Yeah. But, um, made up for it yesterday on Friday. Went to the uh, Mango Tavern, called oh, a family yeah. reunion with the, the old work boys. <laughs> Man, I agree, bro. It felt like those one waiting for a sponsor, you know, the one dollar a day ones. ones, having the cans because I ended up being like four trays, put in the chili burn, 
I went on my lunch break to go get a bag of ice. And man, I was stuck in traffic trying to go to the petrol station. Yeah. And I was getting these oh, eco ones. And I was thinking, remember why you're on the podcast, man? Because you've been coming this afternoon. And like, you know, when the car valet doesn't take the light on the green, and they're like there for like what feels like 20 seconds. Hey, yeah. Go, man. Go. Late reaction. Lems- Delayed yeah. reaction. Yeah. And then I ended oh. up getting the bag of ice. Once I put it in the car, man, I was all good. Ended up at the Mango Tavern, but traffic was ugly, eh? Yeah. And you know, man, I felt stitched up, man, because we were talking about it last week about our clubbing episode, you know, and everyone goes straight from work and then diverts, go have a guy later, then comes, and yeah. I'm the only one in my work uniform. Gaffs, man. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, this a little mooly one standing at the <laughs> bar. <laughs> but oh. nah, man, it was good to catch up with my Kiri fans, man. Like, yeah, there's a big age gap in, in there between me and some of the guys at work. But it's nice that they can sort of show your appreciation and be like, man, thanks, man. We needed this. <laughs> man, shout out to my my bro, Nate, who didn't um, come to work on Friday, but he came to the drinks. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> How about you also? How's your week been, Hibs? Yeah, I had a pretty busy week, eh? It was, it was cool, too, because this was, the, it felt like the first full week of work because of the whole, uh, the Easter break we had. And then we got Anzac Day on Tuesday, and so I took Monday off. So I'm in the middle of my f- four-day weekend. Which is pretty good. Did you guys take uh, Monday off? <laughs> nah, they offered us day and noon, seven and a half for Tuesday, man. So I was like, oh, wow. oh I'm not going to turn that down. So yeah, got a lot of fire. It's not that I don't, I didn't appreciate the guys that died for the country and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that I'm still a little bit confused because of the time we was to happen as well. So <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get into that a bit later. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I actually, like, I thought Anzac already finished, man. So, like, oh, no, so you didn't watch any games over the weekend? No, I did. No, it's when um, I saw, um, I think it was, um, oh, the the Knights and the Cowboys. So when they all stood in the, the thing, oh, yeah. and I'm like, why are they singing that national anthem? Oh, they're going down on the sun. Kind of like, this is the thing they always say at the RSA, is it? Yeah, well, I, I don't, yeah, uh, yeah but they were, they were singing the, 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 the players, they were all singing the national anthem. They're, they're all doing it every game. Yeah. Even oh, did the they do national anthems? I thought it was just the. Um, I mean, uh, no, the. What is it? The one minute silence. They, and. Uh, they, what were they singing? They didn't sing the national anthem. No, I thought no, they just played the last post. The, yeah, oh. the last post. The, oh, the shit. Oh, I was watching something, man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Must be a flash friend, man. Baskavai. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was watching something. Okay. But, um. And then what's when they said that um, Anzac, like it was, you know, because the Anzac on Tuesday. And then, but see, I'm rusted on to work on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, damn, Gavs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. time and a half, man. Yeah. Gavs, but hey, anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I slipped that holiday in there. So, you know, four, four day weekend, so that's pretty good. I started on a new um, short course, eh? I joined this new short course in, at Auckland Uni. It's, uh, it's, it's creative writing. No, oh, man. Nice. Yeah, it's six weeks, six classes for six weeks, two two hour classes, free. Nah, to pay for it. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, man, it's cool, man, because cause I don't know what to expect because I haven't been in the classroom in a long time. But, oh, you yeah. actually are oh, not online. You actually go on. Nah, there was an online option, but I wanted to face to face. It's better, hey. you know. <laughs> didn't want to talk to a TV screen, but uh, yeah, it's after work on Thursdays at at Auckland Uni. Oh, nice. Six thirty. 6.30 to 8.30. So I went to my first class. Man, I'm the only guy there. I'm the only male there. Oh, what, what were you um, writing? Um, poems? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to. So it's it's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty cool because, you know, I've been interested in, 
been writing lately, you know, and I thought, yeah. man, because I've been being um looking at some YouTubes about you know tr- tricks of the trade and all that kind of stuff. It yeah. interests me, but then I say, oh man, I just want to go. I just want to go into a, a classroom whenever there's someone there, you know. So yeah, went to the first class. There's about twelve of us, twelve of us there, and and everyone there, uh, they're they're all white. Yeah. Um, they're all white, uh, ladies of different ages, middle aged and young, and and the two there's a guy, John something, forgot his name. But he, he he sounds onto it, yeah. So mean. So first means. class down and five weeks to go. So I just did that. Went to the booze game yesterday. And yeah. Yes, I saw. What was that on your plate? Oh, that was. Uh, I think it was chicken curry on rice. Oh. Yeah. Did I mean because I I asked you like, do they serve that at the games? <laughs> <laughs> like with the plate too. Yeah, no, nah, it was actually a corporate box. Oh, so oh, so, so my work, my work, they got invited to a corporate box um, that belongs to Jib. Me oh, too. Yeah, so because of, I think it was a long weekend. I think because Anzac Day, a lot of a lot of people would take Monday off, you know. So a lot of people will probably will be away for four days. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there was, there was hardly anyone at the game. There was heaps of empty, empty seats out there. All of them in the corporate boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now it's good. Oh, man. So. Shut up, boys. Um, let's head to our first article, eh? So, man, I just can't get over this. Um, I'll start off that, um, that West Auckland abduction, eh? So, man, that was, that was, that was shocking, man, because it's like so close to home. But anyway, so some dude... Breaks into uh, a house. It sounds like the he broke through the sliding door at the bottom of the house, eh? And where a girl stays in the room, because all the family was all asleep. Everyone was all was all asleep. This guy actually he was dressed up in black, had a knife, abducted the girl, and she got away. Eh? And he was he was chasing her around around the streets and that, and then found her again at the park. And I don't know what happened, but she got away again. And fuck, it's just that's just sad and scary at the same time. Like, you know, I see this kind of stuff in in, in America, yeah. but to be in West Auckland, you know, just just up the road, this is shocking, man. Yeah. Uh, after uh, um after I think when this shit, I read it. And I read what he did too. Apparently, he drugged her or something. Yeah, he put a pill or gave her a pill or something. And did he get her to smoke something too, bro? And then, and what he did after that was he got her to perform like indecent acts on him. I'm like, oh, there, there should be um, oh, I don't know. I know there's CCTV camera like cameras in London, like the UK area. Like it's everywhere, eh? Like in the certain areas in London or whatever, like there's cameras everywhere. Uh this yeah. It's just sad that um yeah, obviously this guy's just been he's been he's been lurking, you know, he's been around in the bushes. It just shows how sick people like that are, you know. Um preying on the young and, and innocent. Uh, it hasn't been found yet, eh? 
Hasn't been found. Oh, uh, I think the two things that alarmed me is that, like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and keep my serene to a minimum. Is that the article didn't even come out? Or it was in the paper, but it was like an online article. Never heard anything about it on the news because I've been watching a, a whole lot of news and there's nothing that's popping up about something that happens out west. I mean, considering that West Auckland is like the murder capital of NZ. And that something that's so close to home. It's literally like a couple of streets away from one of the, the um, gang pads down here. And it hasn't even been alarmed. It's shocking, man. Like, that was, I think, the article was from Thursday. And I only found it on Saturday. But because it's so close to home, man, like, I literally shared that because as a parent, first things first, I mean, abduction can happen anywhere, like along the public roads, walking down alleyways, even in, in front of like a whole lot of people, like in, you know, on the main road, yeah. like outside of school. But this is inside a house, man, like Game. actual yeah. home. So for the guy to get in and this poor girl, like I'm not saying she's done anything wrong because, you know, you, you know that, that was out of her control. Everyone was asleep. But man, to all parents, man. And I urge you guys to just simply have a word with your kids, man. You know, knife or no knife, because she she's obviously said she that she pleaded like to to kill me, like take me, I'm ready to go. Yeah, so that's all that. Man, she should have made as much noise as she could have inside the house. Yeah, you know, if if someone comes into your house, that's your safe space, man. You got to make as much noise. You know, leave stuff around that the kids can use it as weapons or to just throw against the floor. You know, make yeah. as much noise as the kids can. Like you know, I I I personally leave perfume at the door, and I do for for a few reasons, like the lingering of the smell inside the house, but use it to mace someone. If someone comes to the door and they ain't leaving, mace them. That's why you leave perfume at the door. If you spray that on them and you call the police and they bring out a dog to follow that scent, that scent's there, man. You know, there's simple things like that. Yeah, like leaving your work beats at the door, but also getting cameras, man cameras getting one of those like i had cameras put it close to the front door whoever comes and like breaks into your house man like even if you got like a like a sony playstation man those have set a cameras as well you can leave on sleep mode leave it on live you know there's little things that could have helped man prevent this but just yeah. when she got abducted she should have just screamed as loud as she could and make as much noise as she can man i think people ain't gonna lose sleep you know for her yeah. to be taking advantage of the way she was man it's like man i know like under the pump some people freeze and that but man that just man they, they ripped a bit of my soul just yeah. knowing how close to home it is for all of us you know and especially in our backyard man yeah like it's just yeah instead of like running like she should be safe because that's her house but she ran out of it ain't yeah sort of ran away from her home and yeah it's, and it also shows that the guy, fuck what a sick prick. Like how, oh man, he must have been watching this house. Yeah, he had to be, man. Had to Shit. Be. He was calling her name. Calling her name from outside the door. That door got her up. Mm, yeah. You know, just talking about this right now, you know, just in the story coming out, that just makes you want to lock the house again. Like actual, like. Yeah make it a thing to make sure the house is locked because I don't remember doing that since a long time man like I remember getting in trouble when I was a kid if I didn't lock the house sort of thing 
but but you know when like maybe the last 15 years didn't really worry about locking the house you know yeah because i think because this doesn't happen eh really Hey. Yeah. I mean, the biggest scare I remember in Auckland, maybe in South Auckland, was the South Auckland rapist. You know, yeah. and everyone was there was just paranoid. You know, locking their houses. But I think from that time, when he got caught, when he got caught, and probably, you know, since then, there hasn't been a big, big deal. Way. Eh? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just sad. Sad it happened to a, you know, and a pre- someone preying on the young and innocent. And just, oh, I hope they find him, me and, like, lock him away for it with the key, bro. Yeah, man, put a bullet in that guy's head. They're sick. Yeah, they sort of, like, know what happened to him at the moment, or if this one, man, because he preyed on innocent kid, eh? you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just, and it shows, um, fuck, just how the effort, you know, like, the, the guy's effort on how, trying to get the girl, you know? Fuck. Oh, he's probably one of those guys that grew up, never had a girlfriend, you know. Uh. I mean, the hardest part of that read is that because <coughs> it's school holidays, you know, and everyone's going to sleep in. Yeah. But the parents didn't even know that she was gone, man. Yes. They had, yeah. to, they had to scream out for her, not knowing that the person coming to the door was telling them she's fine, but you know, we've got her. Yeah. It's just that this has happened to her, you know, and man. they were. They weren't aware, uh, were unaware of it. So it goes to show, man. Keep your houses locked, man. Like, yeah. Flip. Check on your kids, too, before you kids. go to sleep, you know? Make sure, yeah, if the kids are up, they don't go and just color the front door and yeah. leave it unlocked. There's a, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago, um, just at my olds, too. There was a young guy late at night, like eight or nine, you know, and um, they went up to and knocked on my de- uh, parents' uh, door to actually use the landline. And I'm like, what? And my mom's telling me, and I'm like, what? And then my mom's like, nah, we don't have one. But, you know, they obviously, they, they got one to communicate with everyone. Um, it's just, you know, and especially, like, when I heard that, I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, if I was lucky or something, I'm like, fuck you, where the fuck's your family, you know, you can't bother them. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, you got girls at home, man. All the parents out there, man. Teach yeah. them to make as much bloody noise as they're allowed or they can as possible, man, because, shit, man, this poor girl ran away from her safe zone, you know, and had all that stuff happen to her. That's yeah. Unfortunate, man, but... Could have been prevented, eh? Could have been prevented had she just yelled, man. Yeah. Kicked and screamed. She was literally in her home. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what she was thinking, like running outside. Yeah. Uh, heat of the moment. I mean, some wounds are, can be fixed, you know, but now this trauma's for yeah. forever. Yeah. And it's, it's not fair, man, like, you know. But this is life, man. This is the reality that we live in these days, man. It's just, wow, this never would have fought that close to out here, man. It's just like, goodness. It's a little sick. You hope they find that guy. He needs to be caught. Okay, I just want to make a shout out to uh, Filippo, who posted up on the 
on the Inside the Clip Facebook group page a story about a um, CEO in America, a woman, who um, had a Zoom call with all her with all her workers and sort of told them off for complaining about not getting a bonus that year. And she sort of told us to shut the fuck up and just do your work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a New South Wales or is that in Guinea <laughs> Oi? Come again? But I'll play some of the um some of the thing of what she said. stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus what can we do what can we do some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice so i'm going to address this head on the most important thing we can do right now is focus on the things that we can control none of us could have predicted covid none of us could have predicted supply chain none of us could have predicted bank failures but what we can do is stay in front of our customers, provide the best customer service we can, get our orders out our door, treat each other well, be kind, be respectful, focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in the situation we're in today, but we're not gonna be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead, lead by example, treat people well, talk to them, be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we gonna do if we don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to say to that lady in that corporation who got that lady to come and tell all the workers that they feel sorry for herself, just get the job done. Okay. Some people get paid by the hour. Yeah. Some people get paid by the bottle. But people <laughs> do not respond well to that. <laughs> all I see is a whole lot of people dragging their feet and being like, all right, then this is a two-way street. Watch this, you know, yeah. and then clock out, just check out, not even want to, you, you, you ask, they already said, nah, man, can't, I can't, I can't. That's how you get that I can't city going on in your workplace. There's yarns like that, eh? Yeah. That's, that does nothing for morale. But who would say that, eh? Clearly some. <laughs> what is she on? Is she on drugs or something? If that was your boss, Avi, if that was your Zoom call at work, and you're on that side, and you heard that, what would be going for your mind? Um, well, I don't know. She just started working. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't know. It depends on the environment. Like, obviously, the uh, I feel sorry for those workers that work there. Street, yeah, but yeah, it depends on the environment. Like, if the if you know if the bosses are treating you like that, there's plenty of jobs, uh, you know, other, at other um, co- companies, corporations, and that. It's just yeah, but yeah, hearing that shit, like, like, like for example, I'm sure if um people that work at McDee's, because McDee's is like you know multi billion million whatever. I'm sure they got like little bonuses for staff members, you know, that they are, you know, 
bosses that they supervise that can targets they hit or whatever. If McDonald's can do it, you know. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I wouldn't want to want to work for that company, though. Yeah, I thought. <clears throat> I thought one thing. It's in America, and no surprise. I know. I'm not surprised by American companies doing that. Um, it's funny how this came on New New New, New Zealand news. You know, like showing what it's like over there. Because to me, I think that's just normal over there. But over here, it's to us it will be shocking. So I think the intent of the story was to shock us here. But it's just normal over there, you know. So, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a shitty situation. And she's the CEO of that company. She is the CEO. So her job is to is to make money for the shareholders, right? That's what the CEO does. You know, it's a public company. If you have a CEO, it will be a public company. And the CEO will represent the shareholders, the, the investors who have put money into this business to make it grow. Now, her first priority is making money for those investors, right? And you do that by by cutting staff or making profits, right? And in turn, the CEO gets more of a, a paycheck, you know? So she's she's probably f forcing the issue and not listening to the process because the that is the, the process if you're a CEO of a, of a company, like... If you want to, if you want to make your shareholders happy, you either do stuff in the company to make profit, more profit. You do that by by cutting stuff. You don't force the issue and say, "Oh, to the staff, oh, we're not going to cut you on, but you can just work harder, no more bonuses, because those bonuses are going to the shareholders, not them." You know, so I think um, she was probably having a bad day, or probably I don't know. She's not a, she's probably not a, a good CEO. But no, I don't think that type of thing will fly here in, in New Zealand, eh? And just like uh, let's said, man, if if you're working and you heard that from your boss, yep, you just got to muck around, man. <laughs> 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 that's, the, that's the key right there. That's the... Did you hear what she was saying? No, what did you hear? All I heard was that you can muck around. <laughs> you still, she's still going to pay us. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Like, like, um, like I'm sure, like, if I, if I was working for a company that did give bonuses, you know, that's that's an incentive to like turn up every day, like you know, um, and do and like do the work, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people like just or some management like her, like that's the sort of person who wouldn't appreciate her people and staff, and go as far as saying thank you. Yeah. Like when you when you work kind of someone like that. That, yeah. that word doesn't exist eh? It's just yeah. Do as I say And do it now That's That's not high enough It needs to be higher That line's not straight enough It needs to It could be a point five of a bit You know yeah. Millimeter to the left Yeah that That's sort of Those um, <laughs> Dictatorship sort of Bosses eh? Have you Have you ever worked for I'm just trying to think If the, if, if there was ever a boss That I've worked for That was a prick Oh yeah, my older brother. Oh, number one. <laughs> oh, I call him Hitler, G. Like one thing he did tell me or teach me was, man, or that I taught myself from working for him was they never listen to a prick tells you <laughs> f bombs you every second word, man. Yeah, because they taught me like, man, you can work and get paid good money, but then. Treated like shit, you know. Yeah, hard, they get spoken down to like a bloody smaller than a mouse. Yeah, 
does nothing for your self-esteem, man. Like, in my head, it just, I just learned, like, man, if I ever wish for someone like that, man, I would show him one day and humility would be a massive fall <laughs> and he lands on his ass, you know? Because yeah. would be like, see? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, some people, right, like, they back so much rubbish that they believe the shit that they spit. Yeah. And it's not until, like, you have a social city, you know? Like, you, you're speaking about your boss, like, where when it comes to professionalism, but he's, he's the ace. But when it comes to like clocking out, man, he's just like one of the boys. Yeah. That management style is probably the best style there is. Because when it's time to knuckle down and work, we get it done. Yeah. But like if you micromanage, like that's a micromanager. And, and like, you know, you work in enough places, you sort of know like, but if you get caught sitting down or like, you know, on your phone while you're supposed to be working. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're working with machines or if you're working with people, if they're their business is still taking over, they, they got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I mean, it's a good place to be. But if you're micromanaging people and like people will fear you, fear is not a good thing in the workplace, man. Yeah. Respect is, but fear is a total different beast, eh? Fear is like, the fuck, where's that guy going to piss off? <laughs> so I can't wait for that guy to die. Like That's how people think when they come across people where, like that. Where do they live? <laughs> yeah, straight up, eh? The, the, those are the best managers you talked about, man. Those ones that work hard and... and and the workers see their work hard, mm. so they work hard with them, not not tell them to work hard. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She's probably like she's probably the one of those ones to tell you to work hard, but she's she's doing fuck all in the office. Yeah, you know? mm. going off on breaks and coming back two hours later or something like that, going to a meeting or blah, 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 all that shit. But yeah, man, you're absolutely right about. Um, and I talked about it before. My boss being true professional and like he's a hard worker, man, and he works even though he's our boss, he still works harder than all of us. You know, he's he's the first one in the office and he's the last one to go. You know, he's, he just loves the job. He's just a workaholic, you know. Great leadership that I've seen, and I've worked at a few big places, is when you see the big bosses jump on the floor if he start helping you. You know what I mean? Like, if your manager who manages the site walks around and see that you might be flustered or like, oh, is everything all right? And just stands there and tries to find help for you. Instead of going to help them, shows what kind of style they have, you know? Yeah. The hands-on and then the micromanaging, you know what I mean? Uh, I've, I've worked with in places where the CEOs just like, without even saying anything, just jumped just on and they started help. helping you, you know? And you'd be like, oh, Those wow. are good bosses. Those are the people who really care, you know? Yeah. They really care about the person's doing that because you ask them, oh, oh, they used to do it. Whereas the people, they come in and they don't know anything about the business or never started from the floor they had that sort of attitude like oh we're so and so why aren't they here you know fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) alright some news Um, we'll go to sports now so the big news this week in uh, sports Atius Roger 2 versus Sheik have announced he's leaving the Blues and the All Blacks and Rugby Union to join the f- join the Warriors back to the New Zealand Warriors on a three year deal. Do you know how much? Um, no, mm. no. But it did come out in the news. Um, the headline was the reasons why he's moving. And if you listen to his interview on the radio, I listened to his interview on the radio, and he's saying that this is the decision he's making for his family. He wants his kids to grow up in in Auckland. He's from Auckland and he wants his family to grow up in Auckland and he doesn't want to move anywhere. He had offers from Japan, which he turned down because of staying in, Japan. in staying in Auckland. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He wants his kids to grow up with his with his family, with um, their cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this environment, so so that was the big that he said that was one of the big reasons why he didn't want to go overseas and and take the um, the Warriors gig because it just allows him to stay in stay in, in Auckland. Auckland. So, what do you guys think of that? Happy or sad? Or? I I reckon it's a good move. Um, well, because I was watching the um, the late night show, uh, the late show, Mary Johns and like Heine and Fletcher and uh, the Raging Bull, and um, and when he announced that, they were everyone like all the crowd just were, hey, you know, they were like happy they was gonna that he was coming back to league. Um, like to be honest. I don't reckon he shined as much playing union or rugby as much as when he was playing league, when he was playing for the Roosters and that. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, good move. Um, obviously for his family. Um, did he get any offers from other clubs in the league? Um, oh, he must have. Um, not sure, mm. but he would have turned it down anyway to stay in Auckland. Um, he turned down Japan, and Japan's offering. Mega bucks, you know. M- more money than the Warriors. Oh, they got they just got a Warriors money is like Pukio money, man. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's Japan, it. Japan rugby, man. That's one. So you turn all of that down to still stay with the Warriors. Well, from one of too. one of her two countries right now that were hot of um, spending thousands of dollars, millions is Japan and France. Damn. If you get, if you got contracts with those two, any clubs in those two places. Guaranteed, you make heaps more money than New Zealand can ever give you. Man, oh, I think you need to cue the crowd, Bucky Bucky, for that one, man. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel, um, my my my, my dog, um, Daniel Lecava, man, another who old boy, bro. That's like you gotta <coughs> give, we gotta give credit when credit's due, man. This dude made the All Blacks. Yeah, I bet you no one saw that coming when he transitioned. Yeah, people were like saying, "Oh, he ain't gonna live up to the hype." Well, to be fair, Auckland didn't have any great um, SPWs after that. Like when SPW retired, there was no sort of who was the next guy. Yeah, in that position, like who had they had grown f- from like club level or f- through to domestic level all the way up? That guy literally filled the void, and so he did a good he did a good enough job. I mean, if he managed to get picked in the All Blacks, I mean, he made a Super Rugby final. How yeah. many guys can say that? So he's done everything possible you can do in New Zealand rugby in any jersey, apart from winning a Super Rugby title. Yeah, and he could possibly, he could potentially make a World Rugby, um, World Cup squad and win one. So if you're a betting man, I, I wouldn't, you know. Would not not back him because, but he's capable of doing it. But yeah. and yeah, and I think he's just pretty much molded his time, like for the time, because he always he always had it in his contract. If he was to leave rugby, the contract, because that was the part of his leaving terms with the Warriors, is that they would release him. But if he got released and he came back, he'd ha- he would only be able to go back to the Warriors. So there was no other offers oh, to go into the NRL yeah, oh, at any yeah. of the club. But you gotta remember, he was one of the biggest signings that the Warriors had ever offered. You know, it was more than a mil a season. Yeah. So they 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 offered more money because remember when he took that deal, Sean Johnson couldn't come back because the Warriors couldn't afford him. So that's why he went to Cronulla. 
So that's on the back of all that stuff. Mm. But good on him, man. Like, you know, he's done enough. He's done enough. You remember, he won a premiership, bro. Like, how many guys, you know, at the age of, like, under 21 a premiership? <laughs> that I give you, you know? He just happens to be in the right place, you know? And he made the, the right choices to go to um, Sydney City. So, yeah. now he's the man. Like, you know, you only wish that he could put on a tour jersey. That's my hope. Yeah. You know? Because, bro, if he played for the tour, man, who would you leave on the bench? How about that, Christian? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make shout out to uh, to Tana, Sai and Stace who uh, hosted the um, One Three Five Footy Show, our Whispers Network uh, podcast on NRL, and they talked about this on 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 their on the latest episode, episode eleven, sound on Spotify right now. But um, yeah, they you know they were saying saying stuff um, similar to what we're talking about right now. But um, it's interesting his the the news article which talks about oh the reasons why he's going. And you, and I don't think it's it's just a headline, but I don't think it's it tells the story because if if his intention was to stay in Auckland and for his kids to grow up here, then it has to be for the money because I think the Warriors deal would have been more money than the than what the Blues would offer. Eh? Otherwise, he would stay there with the Blues because they're both professional teams in the same city. So you I mean think even including his All Blacks money as well? Yeah, I think because otherwise, because if you look at who's in front of him in the All Blacks, he's talking about Leonard Brown. Um, you got uh, you got Rico, you got um, uh, Jordy Barrett. You know he's still down in the picking order when it comes to the All Blacks to making the big money in the All Blacks. But then again, it gives him longevity because he's not playing the footy, you know, because his body's not getting tarnished yeah. in the game. Mm. So I reckon it was part of his plan anyways to test himself whether he'd make the All Blacks, be able to go to the World Cup, and if he can do it in that time frame, he was always going to go back to the Warriors because that's his game, man. Yeah. But then the circle of people talking that are true Warriors fans, as you saw in the comment thread, is who would you, who would you leave a fullback then, you know, and the Warriors are already... Say nah, if he came back, he would get a centre. Like, I don't know. Because of Cox's DNA, he's yeah. doing well in uh, fullback with the Warriors. But who cares, <coughs> mate? It's not even <laughs> round 10, mate. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> I know all these guys here, eight. all of a sudden, oh, this guy's going to this guy and this team's going to do rounds. this. Shh, hey, relax. This round 10's not up yet, mate. That's when you're going to see the big gap happen. Because there's a lot, yeah. a lot of teams, eh, sitting there fourth, sharing the same amount of points, eh? Hmm. It's huge of teams, so... It's great news for NRL because when you had the the clapping sound or when everyone was clapping when they announced that, you know, they just lost uh, Joseph Sawali to Rugby it's Union really, yeah. and now they're going to gain the RTS back in the NRL. League, yeah. you know, so they'll be happy for that. It goes to show away, like, it's the two two different sports and you can't really tell when you when you cross over if you're going to be good or not. Eh? Or you might, you, you, if you're good in NRL... It's 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 for the dice if you're going to be good in in union, but they but they're saying just will he won't have that problem. They say he'll he'll dominate straight away. Well, yeah. any time will tell. Mm. He's strong too. I've seen him run like do head ups. He's no fear. Eh? Yeah, for a tall guy, yeah, shucks. Yeah, young guy. He's got a whole lot of power in his um his run. Yeah. 
Chip, hopefully, you know, injury, injury stays injury free. Now, when you're young like that, man, injury is nothing. Uh, injury crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd like to see um, Roger in a in a tour more jersey, man. That'll be mean, honest. bro. Because not being, I hate to be that guy, but I don't see him carry the sensor skills like other guys in the past, like at the Warriors. I think we've seen guys go from wing to centre, but they were naturally centres. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a fullback go from fullback to centre. Like, if you can name a handful of players, if you can name a handful, I've never, I don't remember any that have played in any, um, apart from the Roosters being able to do it, swap plays around. But I don't see anyone at the Warriors be able to do that. Mm. Like, great Warriors. And I've been watching a whole lot of that Monty B from Sky, but. Um, once a warrior, yeah. In the Connie. The yeah. last one. Last one, yeah. But yeah, any time will tell. Because he's not a really big guy in the centres. Like, he's a Jerome Ripardy size sort of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, with a centre of 5'8, possibly. It'll be interesting if he makes um, Tor Samo. I wonder where he'll go. Who was the centres? It'll be those Kratzen and. Who's the other centre? Um, the tour squad. Lafay. Hmm. Then you had the fullback. I saw he was fullback, eh? Mm. But yeah, they still got, yeah, they got a whole lot of um, outsiders, eh? Outside backs. Let's put them in prop. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of NRL, you've been, you've been watching some games? Yeah, I watched the um, Cowboys in the Knights last night. Good game, eh? Yeah. Um, for the Knights, nearly won it. Ponga played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy? He's playing? He started at six? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he did. Action pack game, man. I watched the highlights of that game. I watched the, um, did you watch the Raptors and the Panthers? Well, that was a mean game. I thought the Panthers had it in the last yeah. two minutes. No, then they, um, Latrell passed it to that guy on the, the wing. The Raptors for the Raptors. Johnson. Nah, this other guy. Oh. Nah, yeah, the Raiders had a mean win. Um, what do you call it? The credit guy scored all the try, all the points eh? for the game. Oh, Crudden, yeah. yeah. He scored 16 points. Oh. Yeah, he scored up until, he scored all the points up until, I think the last try they made was someone else. Oh, okay. But yeah, that was a close game, eh? But that's the thing, man. All those games, a lot of those games every week, man. You're going to get a game like that. You're yeah. going to get a game like that. Exciting game, like intense game like that, you know. When you think they've got it in the bag, you know, in the last 10 minutes, but then the other team comes back and wins it, you know. I saw the Sharks. Oh, the Sharks, um, they smashed the Bulldogs, eh? Or oh, was that close? I know that guy, the, is it Kennedy? He had, a, he had a triple. I think he had a triple, triples in the first half. They came. Oh, it was twenty fifty three. That game. Oh. Who was playing today? Oh, uh, Manny Seagulls playing today. Again. Oh, right now, actually, against the Tigers. Oh. Uh, Dolphins came last minute win against the Gold Coast Titans. Hey. Yeah, because when we started the podcast, I was watching, and um, Gold Coast were, were winning. Oh, the Dolphins. Oh, speaking about Dolphins, that's where um, 
So is it Jack Whitman? What's how do you say his name? Whiteson. Oh, Whiteson. Yeah. So apparently, um, I was watching the show, the footy, the the late night with Matty Johns. They said that they spotted him at um a Brisbane airport, and then apparently he was going to go speak to the uh someone from the oh Wayne Bennett. Yeah. And then and then um, Matty Johns was saying that um. After that, he was going to go speak to the Rabbitohs. And then they were saying on the like on the panel, um, Fletcher, Heine, and tell, want to tell us which team would be much much suited for him. They're all saying the Rabbitohs. For him to actually try to get a championship, you know? Win a uh, pre- championship, premiership. He's a good player. It's a shame he's not uh, putting himself for representative. Rugby what is that? When was the last time you ever heard like that's probably the first time I've ever heard that, eh? Like a player like like Nick Caliber to then turn down um he's not wanting to play New South Wales in, in Australia, you know? Have, I've, I've heard it before. I think who? people have done that. Hey, Hillets. People have done that, eh? Turn down the Like representative like League State of O and Australia? And just play for club only. They don't want to be picked for... Yeah, Josh, um... Schuster did it. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's more But during yeah. the season... That's Ponga more recently. Did, yeah, Ponga in the jersey down a couple of seasons ago. Hey. Yeah. It's the norms, oh. mate. I think that's more of the pressure of worrying about um not being able to perform. You know what I mean? Because if you're probably about getting picked for the rep jersey, but you can't even start in the club jersey... There's too much things to worry about, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think guys in the past have said it as well. Like, if they just concentrate on playing their own game and, like, you know, without even considering, you know, but then when they say, oh, I'm actually, I'm not making myself available, then they end up getting the call up in game two or something. Then they answer the call. Or like, they might answer it on the third, you know, the oh, third game. Okay, yeah. So that's why they've yeah, made themselves unavailable. Because to be fair, man, you're going to be fearful if you're a New South Wales player, mate, trying to play against the first team, bro, because you're going to get <laughs> smashed. It's just like, that's automatic, like, when people go, bro. Because if you listen to everyone's testimony about, like, saying, oh, I played State of Origin, yeah, cause every guy, man, and every guy from New South Wales says that same beginning of their story, mate. They're like, oh, yeah, it's been, you know, one of my long-time you know, dreams to play in the <laughs> New South Wales and play along great players, you know, from the state. Yeah. And there's one thing to play, uh, well, country versus whatever, and then play in New South Wales, Jersey, and then they know from the first kickoff was like, bro, this is like three times harder because yeah. it's the same guys, you know, it's the same guys you play week in, week out against. Yeah. And they just say from the first kickoff to the first hit up, and it's like, that's a constant pressure every minute of the game, you know? And that's true, man. We, we see it when we watch the games, it's like, so yeah, like, these guys are playing harder than when you see yeah, them play for, for like. Club. Club and um, for rip almost like the international. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, you can't, yeah. It is a lot of pressure, man, because the media hype around it and ours is like, we get like just a kamaki keyhole of it. Forever there, it would be all over the yeah. news. I, 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 like, the reason why I asked, like, it's well, it's funny for me to hear like players turning down the representative game and that is because, um, wouldn't you? want to play in like Sadavo because then when you go back to your club you'll still be on that same you'll still have that same adrenaline same passion do you remember there was a famous guy that was sitting in that very seat on the same wall 
kitchen dan na shade ji oh <laughs> and look how the season started for them they double the table see oh, imagine if yeah, they played all the guys like for example Parramatta's team right now they're feeling the crunch of it because majority of the team played rip football and they've played the most games this, this year out of any club that's the Parramatta boys that's what I'm saying wait till round 10 <laughs> when everyone's all on the same amount of games after World Cup then you'll see the team start to float separate it's yeah. like you watch the fat drip away from the water you know it just float to the top yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I think Brisbane are fortunate man because you know like they haven't had a lot of oh. players like you know sort of start for them that, that reminds me too they were saying that um, what's his name Payne Haas or something that he might be that these union teams approaching him hey, like I was telling you mate when Eddie Jones came into the picture and that's news that's, that's not news to anyone in, in, in for the like rugby league if that guy's got a list of players, he'll get them. Damn. There's enough money there, bro, because there's no cap. No On rugby. Mm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is interesting, eh? Like, to hear all these things. But what position would he play, though? Wouldn't he play, wouldn't he play prop? Nah, he folded like a, like a Soviet well, man. No, what would he play? A number eight or something? Six or center. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would, he would be the main centre. He would be the Manutui Lungi in the Australia jersey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got to look at the NRL players. They're, they're built, eh? Not many of them would be props in, in rugby union, eh? Yeah. Not many, eh? Because they, they haven't got... They, they might look big on the league field and you think, damn. But then when you put them on the same field as rugby union guys, they'll look like, oh, no, he's he's in the backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The greatest example of fitness level is when Benji Marshall showed, remember he went on YouTube and he showed everyone that he was going to the Blues and he came here, did a preseason, and they still talk about it now, man. But the fastest guy they ever, the, the most fittest guy they ever talked about was him. And he's over, like a, almost a retired <laughs> from bloody NRL guy. And he was like, they were like the way they explained it was like, right, this guy was just up. Off the line, people were still getting back, and he's like, even the Broncos, they was like, bro, that guy was like smashing it. Because was like almost 30s, and the young guys, like 20, 22 <laughs> year olds, couldn't keep up. Different wow. fitness, eh? Yeah. Okay, I got a question for you guys. State of Origin is coming up soon. Who do you think is going to make their debut this, this season? Reese hasn't, hasn't um, debuted for Queensland, eh? Started. He was named last year, but never, never debuted. Started. Yeah. Never started, man. Yeah, he'll he'll get a start, man. He'll Not get Bono. a start, nah, man. If you rewind last week, people, if you're listening, you don't start with the guy who just came from an HRA return. <laughs> played one game. Yeah. You put the guys in front, the guys that are playing well. You give yeah. them opportunity, right? Because remember when um Billy the kid, like everyone's like, why, why, why would they bring him over the guys, inform guys all season? And look what he did. And then someone grew the balls. Well, how about we do that to Jared Hayne? And look what Jared Hayne did. He probably won you guys a series, man. It's stuff like that. Because I think if you don't breathe them in now, when would you do it? You had to do it on the last 20 minutes of the game. And it's a turn of, and it's the game that decides the series. <laughs> That's when you don't want to do it. You want to breathe them in early. So I reckon he'd get his start. And I don't know. Because eh? I'm not really invested in the NRL at the moment. Not until after round 10. Who have you seen us? Maybe Nico Hines. Is he the Cronulla guy? No? Yeah. 
the standoff. That's what they were talking about, him and um, someone else. But who would be on the bench, bro? You, or would you rest months on there for the game one? Is that what you think? Because he might get named on the bench, but no one probably won't get on. Mm. I think Hines will play for South, New, New South. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, like, yeah, maybe he will probably, because he hasn't played for New South before, eh? That's an interesting one, because Newcastle is playing uh, Ponga at number six, eh? So what does that mean for Queensland then? Because they're not going to get rid of Munster and Cherry Evans. No, yeah. you can't. Even Holmes is still playing good, so you wouldn't put him on the bench. Oh, but but you would get man. him to kick, though. I like Holmes. You would get him to kick. Um, yeah, Kobe's playing well. You wouldn't put him. But what about Kicks? Would you put him on the bench? See, we got his five pals. Doesn't matter who we name, we're still going to win game one. <laughs> oh, no. Xavier Coates, will he be? Yeah. Is he going to make it? I reckon he's... I don't, yeah, I don't reckon the game will be one in the, the backs. Be one in the four pack. Whoever's got the um yeah, the most running meters. I mean does Josh Papali get a call up? Do you mm. do you do you listen to Mama Ninga and tell them if they don't want to play state of origin, then let them play for, you know? Do you listen to that rubbish or Cause you've got to remember, remember when James Tame first went over to the Still and he played for um, New South Wales. It's QEA. It was like they had a legit, had a Maori television program based on f- six guys who went over. Sam Moore being one of them. Oh, James Tamer being another one. And I, like, bro, I, I, look I, I, what I happened. Mean, they yeah. soaked him up, exalted him as if he was like one of their own. Like, that's why it's rich of Australia, especially Mamaninga, to sort of do it to the PI boys, man. Yeah. And get mad at them. It's like, bro, they were born there. Literally, like what? Six years old, he's saying he can't claim them from six years old. They got to the point where they started taking guys over when they were 13 and they say, oh, you can't play because you're 14 and you're <laughs> here. Fuck. <laughs> anything, anything to win the state of Russian eh? <laughs> well, what, what about you, Kim? Do you reckon he's going to debut? Uh, for for, for Yeah, any. Yeah. I reckon I reckon um Wall should be there, I think. Yeah, as as fullback. But and and Ponga will will lose out unless he's on the bench. But it's just weird from I don't know why they're playing him at number six. Yeah. I don't think it was a a rip jersey um decision. It was that's what the club needed, eh? But I think he wanted to... I think he wanted to move position, eh? He's getting older. But yeah, he did have a good set of origin game three, though. Oh, yeah, he was one of the main guys mm. for Queensland last year. You know, and it's the back of his team playing Gaia, too, eh? Yeah, and, and, and that... Because of that, it's hard to leave him out, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can leave him out of game one. It makes sense. Leave him out of game one. What about your team? I think the trouble, well, the hard decisions for your team is who you start on the the back the back three and the inside backs. Yeah, the problem with our team, we got too many good players, man, and it's all about the selection. And he's still losing the series. See, you know, Adam Carr's injured for eight weeks, and like Damn. he's not going to make it. And he was the guy that we really needed, and it was a big mistake for for Brad Phillips to leave him out. Of our team last year, so you know, but we're still we're still safe. I think we got we got Turbo, um, 
Ciao. Uh, Nico Hines will be there. Um, Nathan Cleary. Brian Tull. So I'll back, oh. to, I'll back down strong. That's that's what they were arguing about. Nico Hines or um, Jerome Lee Law. Oh, Law. Yeah. Yeah. To be the number six. Mm. Yeah, so the problem there is that, you know, because last year, the reason why Luai and, and Cleary wasn't there because of the chemistry. Because of that. Yeah, they played together. Yeah, they played together, so it would just be an easy transition. Like, when when you start filling around with that, put in Nico Hines, who is, is a good player, you know, and and, and for Cleary, who is another good player, how are they going to jump? Mm. Or maybe you just throw them in in game one, see how it goes. You know, but I, I, I reckon... I think uh, Nico Hines should be there, at number six. Yeah. Because I don't think they had anyone, had anyone last year. Really. I think Hines came into like, you know, in the in the in the front and came into form like late in the season. After the Origin. I think so. He was a good player, always a good player, but I think the. The second half of the season with the Sharks, he just turned into a superstar, a potential superstar, you know. Mm. And if you remember the game earlier this year, the Indigenous, he got man of the match. He was oh. the man. Is he Indigenous? Oh. oh. He played for an Indigenous team. He doesn't even look into. <laughs> doesn't even look at me. He looks white as. <laughs> Is he going black here? Nice. Yeah, but I mean like He's, he's keeping uh, five bows <laughs> Done with a stick No, nah, man, he looks uh, That's the uh, Check that one Been watching in the NBA? Yeah, been watching the NBA I watched the um, I was watching I think it's Oh, the Nets and the Sixers Watch that game Oh, see the um, suspended Um uh, Draymond Green, eh? Yeah, for that. The but they still won, though. They yeah, won the game. Yeah. For the stomp on um, Sabonis. Was, uh, was it intentional or was it an accident? Oh, no, it was intentional, man. Was it a, a laughing one or like a serious thing? Like, no, it was serious. He said, um, what's his excuse? I had nowhere to put my feet. Like well, the see, the thing is, they got tangled up when they fell to the ground. But because Sabonis was on, on his back and Jeremiah Green was like halfway on top of him, Jeremiah Green stood up and went went, went to run. But Sabonis grabbed his ankle, and then when his ankle was in the air, Sabonis grabbed it. So he had to he pulled his ankle down, but towards his his chest, and then instead of just um, so Jeremiah Green he just. Got his foot and stepped on his uh, his chest, it's like stomped on like it. Stomped on him, <laughs> and so he got um, what do you call it? He got he got ejected. Yeah, but then, really. did you see that scene when he was at the crowd, like happy? Oh yeah, like, yeah. So, it after it, like he got ejected and instead of walking out, he went to the crowd because the crowd was going, yeah, get out, get out, like that, and he was going, yeah, yeah, to the crowd, like hyping them up. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the incident with from um, the rapper E Forty? So apparently, it's on. I watched on my Instagram feed. So he was at the Warriors and the the Kings game. Apparently, um, you know how like in Sacramento, like there's some sort of 
sort of racism or whatever. So you know how E40's black and he's tall, but he's sitting in the front. And so this white lady at the back complained to the security guard, you know, for him to like, you know, he should sit down. You know, I mean, like, don't stand up because he's, you know, we can't see. But they, they sh um, but even the Warriors, because he supports the Warriors, right, right. So even they were saying, but that's that's just etiquette. Like he's like enjoying the, you know, the run. Like if they score three or dunk or whatever, he just gets up, you know. But this what white this white chick complained to the the security guard. Yeah, and then this whole incident, man, it was on Instagram. He got booted out of that game, and they all made it like it was a racist thing. Yeah. Oh, America is a racist place, man. Yeah, nah. But, like, oh, nah, sometimes it's just pity. Like, that's nothing, you know, to react. But then E40 started getting pissed off at the security guard. Yeah. He did, yeah. And then you can just see his, what he was lip uh, saying. Because I know in America, when, you, when you're a fan of a team, but you're in the other team stadium, yeah, they're hostile. Yeah. They'll be hostile. They'll, they'll the try Kings. and kick you out. Because they even limit the the ticket numbers to especially in the front. Oh. Like the, the front row seats. Uh if 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 the opposite team fans buy those seats, it's like you know, you gotta okay, if you wanna sit there, you're in a hostile crowd, you're gonna get some abuse. Yeah. You know, it's just like a unwritten rule. Sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, check it out. It was on Instagram. Man, the two series I'm looking at is um yeah, that game, Sacramento and Golden State. That's a mean series, man. What's Th it? Th it's three one. Oh. oh no, it's two one. Oh to the Warriors. Golden State, so game four is tomorrow. But that that's an awesome um series, man. Because finally Darren Fox is now a superstar or heading to be a superstar because was yeah. play. And um I don't know, the the Golden State Warriors, the first two games, they look old, eh? You know? Yeah. Getting run down by the young guys, but it's cool that they came back in game three because, you know, they got some fight left. Because you don't want that team who's the, who are the current uh, defending champions to go out in round one, you know? Yeah. Without that, a fight. You that'd know? be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But now that game in LA... LA and Memphis, Memphis yeah. Because that, that, that's, a, that's a grind game. Oh, man, today I watched the game. Uh, John Morant, he scored 22 points straight, straight points in the Damn. fourth quarter. Oh, so they won. Now they lost. Oh, yes. Let's go, LA. Really? Yeah, man. I hate, I don't like Dylan Brooks. Why? Because he's a He's a hot hit. trash talker. <laughs> No, like he was saying, you know, calling LeBron old. Mm. You know, oh, he's old. <laughs> no respect, then. No respect. No respect the elders, man. But, you know, I like that. I like that attitude. But at least you got to win, man. Yeah. Or just have that same energy when you're losing. Because they fussied them when John Morant's out, um, Stephen Adams is out, mm. and they still fussied them. Mm. Yeah. The other, the other series I watched was the what was the Clippers series. Clippers and who are they playing? Oh, the Suns. Suns, yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know how... 
What's Westbrook, man? He should retire. <laughs> okay, boys. Uh, what's next? We got uh, we got a, a memory link. Um, yeah, I shared that one of um Scottie Pippen and Charles Barkley. That was was that NBA Finals, eh? From back in the day. Yeah. Oh man. For for all you young bucks, you are, surely there's a few old heads that watch tune in <laughs> and watch us, man. Like, but if you to remember the reign of Charles Barkley, man, and like who he was when he came onto the scene, he was part of the Phoenix Suns, and they had the longest winning streak in the NBA history at the time, eh? And I remember like just watching this singer looking dude, eh? He came across real black, and then you watch the shooting, the way he drives to the hoop. But his dunks, I was yeah. like, bro, well, this dude was like the old vision of Shaq. That, but that was my interpretation of how he played. Yeah. But um, yeah. But his history was like, fuck, he was the only dude who made the dream team, and like as successful as he was, never won an NBA championship. Hey? Yeah. But the memory lane was with um, because I didn't know that that beef that they had. Was legit enough yeah. for us. Like, oh, it's just blowing up or whatever. But you know, like people are stitching them up now and actually starting to share the stories from that from that era. Only because it's coming out, like you know, because yeah. these guys are all growing up. They got you know grandkids and stuff like that, yeah. so they can sort of put it behind them. Because any other dude that I know, he's still sour about his sort of like heyday and is still in the shadow of Michael Jordan is um Carmelo. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he uh, he never won. Did he win the title? No. <laughs> nah, but I mean, like, look at everyone else. Like, they got it over it, eh? But, like, I crack up uh, every time when Charles is on and Shaq is free premiers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's got nothing to say. Yeah. And so I never really got that. Because in my head, I was like, how far back does that go? And Wait, then they showed mate. that series, eh? Where they played the, the the Suns. And I didn't know that beef went on with him and I'm Scotty Pippen, eh? Yeah. But yeah. it was a game one or game two. And, bro, Scotty Pippen was like, MIA, yeah. like that's what you call MIA these days. Shaq's lucky to be born when he was born and 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 come into form when he did because remember his teams were winning championships after Michael Jordan retired. Mm. Yeah, then, but retired for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if Shaq was same age as Jordan growing up that yeah. time, I don't think he would be part of. You'll be like with uh, those other dudes with. with with Richard Miller in uh, Carl Malone, man. Not having <laughs> yeah. won anything. Especially with the numbers that Jordan was really full on, like, driving to the hoop, eh? Yeah, he's, like, he's another beast, man. that man. wasn't... I don't think that was... Like, people didn't get, like, the era of, like, Steph Curry. That's shooting. And, like, there's heaps of shooters now. Heaps, But man. those days, when Jordan was wearing those shoes, they're freaking... You imagine playing on Chuck Taylor's, man. Like, yeah. that dude was playing in that era. Driving to the smashing on people like legit, yeah, like no making ankle. people look like, oh wow, no like, ankle safety, no that. ankle safety, <laughs> no like sort of help, yeah, man, yeah, because it shows that eh, because years later when he puts on a pair of dunks, the first ones, and his feet are bleeding, eh, like because he just wanted to like commemorate the the re- release of his shoes and stuff like that, but man, I just yeah, when I see that video, I thought like, man, whoever put that together that's brilliant hey yeah. like because that was like showmanship gamesmanship and sort of like shit talk hey back in the day it was done yeah it was like bro, the last the, the last like it was like last try wouldn't say but it's like very last try and that was pretty much it especially on that one particular play because it's after one play it's like the way they describe it, it was like 
had he covered him like he said he would, they would have won. But it was just that one play. Mm. And he goes to the, to the John A or whoever suits it, Baxton, yeah. shoots it. And he was like, damn. Like, it's only like three seconds, man. Three seconds. If yeah. he had just covered me. Like, they always, they've always butted heads, eh? Charles Barkley and Scotty Pippen. But he's also butted heads with Michael Jordan, eh? Apparently they haven't talked in years, too. Oh, from um the last dance recordings. Yeah, uh, what did what yeah. Charles Buckley say or something? It must have been something when he went to Charlotte. Oh no, oh, yeah. I just thought, man, that that yeah, whoever put that reel together and summed Good. it up in like six minutes did a brilliant job of <laughs> stitching that up. Especially because like I don't know that was the decider. Like that's what made them not win. Especially Charles Buckley. Like, got off fire. Like I feel sorry for him even more now. Yeah, no totals. Looks like Iverson, McGrady. There's a few, few legends. Like, I mm. remember that era being real hardy, eh? like especially when basketball cards was in back in the day. Yeah, Cause that's how sucks. you got your stats. Because we didn't watch it, eh? like we didn't. I don't yeah. think Sky was broadcasting on ESPN and that were yeah, Kerry. Eh? It was like just a Sunday sport yeah. news or Sunday sport on three. Mm. Like, I remember that that time, eh? And that part uh, when you... Because you remember, like, you got those basketball cards and if you were to put your team together, like, who would you pick? I remember yeah, when his card came in, I remember people used to laugh if you tried to trade it. I was like, what are you talking about? This guy's not mad. He goes, nah. But it was all the guys that went to church on Sundays. They oh. didn't know. Because <laughs> when I remember watching him play, I was like, wow, this guy's pretty good, eh? Legit good. Okay, boys, um, i got a sick can of the week. And it's uh, a post um, that a lady put on the EOTC Facebook page. Uh, Misty Atkinson. So this woman came on Dr. Phil. And she talked about um, sleeping with her own son. But... It's not that straightforward because apparently she had a kid when she was 14 years old and the kid had to go live somewhere else. And then I think it's 15 years later or 18, they sort of meet up again and start having a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Um, It's pretty sick if you ask me, guys, but I'll I'll play you some of the, the video. first time you were together you had a action did you say to yourself i'm i'm actually having my child no i don't know it was just it wasn't like it felt like a normal person Good discovery, Alves, because you were really hot when we brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, nah, that's there's no excuses morally, man. Like that's nah. incest one hundred and one, right there. Yeah, doesn't matter if you you gave birth. Like if 
if there's still if there's no connection, like we haven't seen each other in twenty years, but you still gave birth to him, you know, that's you're still the biological mother, you know. That's that's oh, I don't know what the terms are, but you're still the mother. You gave birth to that kid, you know. She knew, eh? Yeah. She obviously knew. So the guy she was dating at the time, obviously managed to find all of this out and went back and told her and obviously her mindset and where she felt her i don't know like the urge to want to see him turned into lust oh. and the fear males man what the that's, fun that's, who does that eh? that's like that's um i think that's like sick you know mentally you know i don't know what the word the term is but but this is when I think about it, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning that shit. Fuck, fuck that shit. This is fucking hillbilly, South American, this is Mississippi <laughs> fucking deliverance bullshit kind of shit. Eh? But man, if if that did happen, like you know, like if you think of the relationship they have, like I don't know if she was lonely or fucking depressed or whatever. No, I think she had a family. She's already got a family, yeah. yeah she said she would have had kids. But I think it's the, um, because, you know, like some people park, park their feelings, eh? Yeah. And that's why I encourage people, like, if you park stuff, make sure you go back to it. So <laughs> she obviously parked her being gone that and had to give him up. And yeah. never really got that chapter of her life sorted, eh? Because she just parked it, carried yeah. on. And then her feelings have obviously been like, what? Really? For that to turn sexual, man, it's like, what the fuck happened to her to make that feel like it was worth pursuing? Because she, it didn't come across like it was just a one-off and kiss on the lips. That was like all the way nasties and and then some, because they carried on the way she did. But but do you guys think it's because of their connection being uh, related? You know what I mean? Like if, say, say you... Let's just say you you you're out at the bar and you see the most prettiest girl at the bar. You got that instant attraction, right? Mm. But you know you want to go out on a date with her, but you gotta develop that relationship first. You know, like find out if she's good, she's good, she's a good person. You know, you gotta go through that stage of knowing who that person is. But because that you know they already knew that they're related, they already had that connection being related. But yeah. because she hasn't seen them mm. for all these years. It's like automatic straight away. If you know, if you know what I mean. I don't know if I could be sold on that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's... Man, nah, that's... But wow. I'm just saying like that, the percentages of being sick in the head to do something going across the line yeah. is probably easier to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying it's, it's right. I'm just saying it might be easier for someone that's sick in the head to go that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, like, yeah, um, I'm not saying like it's not all her fault. Like, I'm sure, and I'm sure if the boy, how old was the boy? Fifteen. Yo, yeah, it doesn't say if he was fifteen at the time, oh. but it'd been fifteen years since she probably saw him. Like, and I'm sure he's at an age too, but uh, uh yeah, still too young, I reckon. And but would he have known though? If would that he was have his mum. If that was his mum, yeah. Do you think he oh. would have been all right with it? Because that's clearly just one opinion. That's just her point of view and what she had felt. She's ended up taking the blame and owned it. Yeah. Jumped on Dr. Phil and shared that with all of the world. So, 
She got paid, eh? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, she must hey, Americans are sick, man. Yeah. But I mean, that stuff's happened where people have gone missing. Like, remember there was that missing persons? That dude had those gamakis locked in his, the basement of his house and he made them insist their kids like that and they had like a baby, you know? We, I'm sure we did a, 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 a empty out the clip about it. But that one there, wow. But yeah. but you you we all hear stories about even school teachers having sex with their students, mm. you know, young mm. as teenagers, you know, like yeah. that that sort of um, sort of frame of mind, that sick frame of mind. Maybe she's got that too, the same kind of sick frame of mind. Like we don't know why these school teachers have sex with their students, mm. you know, and you know it's happened in in New Zealand. I think there are a couple of cases. That we've read on the paper in this podcast, yeah, you know, and that shit goes on overseas. You know, that's a, I think that's the same kind of sickness. I mean, the same shit's happened in bloody Pacifica families, man. But nieces getting yeah, pregnant to their aunties, six, husbands, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, and then they send their kids away. Oh no, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it is, it is something like in the head, eh? like money like that. Yeah, it's all related. All that, all those stories we just talked about. That's mm. all, it's all connected somehow, way. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I I know it's 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 sad to hear, but that you know at the same time because I think an uh, an event like that did happen in my family and that. Um, but what made it sad is that um, my auntie still wanted to be with the guy, the older. I mean, because so her ex partner got with her his stepdaughter, which is my auntie's real daughter. You know, and then my cousin gave birth to the stepdad's child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But her mum still wanted to be, be with the guy. With the father of that baby. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh like we yeah. yeah. I think I think it's easy for all of us to sort of like, oh man, that's that's flipping sick. But I suppose if you're in that sort of mind frame, it's hard to sort of snap out of it. But I mean that's what love is, bro. It's it's ugly. It's it has, it, yeah, it has its highs and lows. But but that sort of mindset where you fully just tune out to what logic is and what's yeah. you know the principle and like well, that's 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 not right can sort of cloud your judgment. Hey, you know? yeah, big time. And um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's a tough one too. Mm. And we spoke about being seeing this on that movie on that show TV series Boardwalk Empire. Eh? And yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. you know, so that comes from something that's real in the world, mm. you know. So it's not, it's not shocking, um, so made to speak. Up, yeah. Like you I know? always say in the puddles, <laughs> if they made a movie about it, it's probably happened. <laughs> <laughs> it must be some psychology, psychology, psychological yeah. thing, eh? Like I'm sure if we get a psychiatrist in here, they'll say, "Oh yeah, they got this disease." It's, it's common. Amongst, you know? Well, the only time I saw it before you said Borok Empire was that Bella Mafia. Oh. There was when um, the mob, the opposite mob family came in and killed all the men of the family and the woman took over. And yeah, the mob leader's wife, she had baby before she had met him and she gave him up. She she gave her baby up to the adoption or to the, to the nuns and, and he was put in a home. The only reason why she knew she had slept with her son is that she had given him a charm and he wore it around his neck. And so when he came in and murdered his own siblings and dad and all his uncles, is that she obviously made out with him, 
and like it got real intense and it was just that one scene and then she happens to realize he's the one who's murdered her whole family and then asks him as she's killed him like oh who gave you this and he goes me mom <laughs> i was like what the what? shit but imagine her man she probably would have grabbed the gun and shot herself oh so it's the italians eh Italians, <laughs> man bloody <laughs> hell you stick to Lunguini and fed a genie man see <laughs> yeah but do, do you reckon that mother deserves jail nah, nah. she needs help man mm. she needs help she needs help that's probably why Dr. Flipper was like, um, at the moment, uh, I think because there's one thing to earn the mistake, it's earn the mistake and live with the consequences that you've really done what you've done. Yeah. It's another thing to break that down and understand what was telling you in your head why that you thought that was appropriate at the time you are doing it. Because, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their off days, man. Everyone's got their, whoops, sorry. You know who I feel sorry for? Her partner. Because even if, she, if, if she's not, if she, even if she never had a partner and she gets a future partner and the son's there, oh, this is my son. And, you know, <laughs> I've been sleeping with him. And if you're the partner coming into this new family, you'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I think she had a set of kids and, and, and a partner too at the time. So I want, I, want, I want to know what happened to them. They're probably not in her life. But now guys can be insecure. But... Man, you're going to be insecure of the son sleeping in the room, you know? It's like, wait. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Is he listening in the, got his ear on the door or something? Bruh. <laughs> 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 Imagine going to work, man, and you're leaving your wife home with her son. You know? Fuck. <laughs> you're not safe anywhere, man. Like, what? God's going to go through fucking, your head. It's these fucking American people in there. We can get it together, man. Little old porn Fuck! Imagine that. This is Kev's creative mind opening up. Fuck! We going, honey? I'm gonna take the son over to, uh, you know. Oh shit! Are you gonna follow them or? Have <laughs> to put the tracker on the Kalinga onesie. <laughs> <laughs> American people, fucking hell, man. Relax, relax. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. If you're the, if you're that guy, if you're the new partner of that girl, why would you, man? Why would you go through oh, all no, that no, shit, no. man? Damn. There's no thanks, man. No thanks. You're on your own. <laughs> Have a happy life, but man. If anyone can send us any links in the comments on when this goes up, man, please share it with us, man, so we can understand what happened and other can get closure from this case. <laughs> nah, share that one about the um that that fucking rapist guy. If anyone knows any links, fuck, I hope he, I hope he gets caught, eh? Because he could be still around lurking, you know, next victim shit. Yeah, I don't. Okay, we we got a fair buckle, but do you guys want to do it now or next episode? Who's the front runner for the fair buckle? Um, so sissy man. Yeah. <laughs> so how many sausages? <laughs> share it, share it. Shout out to Fifty for sharing this video, man. Wow, we had the Fifty Clary man. Oh, sorry, that's a classic. There's one thing to go and uh, make a video, right, and then make it entertaining for your or your like audience or who yeah. you're trying to get attention from, man. But don't ever. It's, that's the worst <laughs> thing is put a flag. But don't ever use the language. <laughs> Just say brother challenge. Do not put doko challenge. Because oh. straight away, man, all the people on the MTL the Club page went straight to the 
Be my dogs alone, you know. But of all the stupid things you can record yourself doing, eh? <laughs> Why would you try and put a whole lot of sausages in your mouth? Really? Wow. <laughs> oh my love! And it's one thing to put put the sausages or in your mouth, but to use it and slap against your cheeks and stuff like that. Like, is that screaming like? Would live a little feel I saw she see up here. <laughs> What's up with the breathing? I think it's getting suffocated. But this reminds me of just a rape scene in an American meat or something. What the hell? Well, so you guys count how many sausages you put in his mouth? I think you put a nine. One, two, three, four, four, five, six, Yeah, fucking I'm like, they're I massive ones too. Man, I was, yeah. It's because he's put doggo challenge. Oh, yeah. I was just laughing at the people who commented because bro, it's like, what are sausages in there? I made some flowers in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, made me, that made me hungry when he was putting it in the, <laughs> Sorry, the sausages. I'm just wondering who's going to do that challenge. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, bro, he, he won. He's, he's as far as the I'm only concerned, <laughs> as far he's concerned, fucker, man. Oh, fuck that. As far as I'm concerned, he's won. You won, bro. You he's won the champion, it. Eh? You won it. <laughs> no one's going to do it. You won. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what is this the, the how big his mouth was open at the end day when he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> he, he won it because he's the only one that did it <laughs> this champ right there sweet boys coming to an end um let's do some shout outs before we did the shout outs in the beginning oh, sorry look. sorry last words Sorry guys, let me do that again. <laughs> um, <Jeffrey>. one. <laughs> let me just uh, do that again. Now for uh, local hero. Yeah, so my local hero man, he's like been an icon in the um, in the NRL since a young kid. His actual one of his biggest moments came about when the once uh, once a warrior is when uh, Ruben Wookie takes the run up from the end goal and knocks him out when he's playing for the Roosters. So my local hero is um, CSO Leola. And the reason why he's been my local hero is because the amount of work that he does off the field that goes unnoticed by many people. And um, if you follow CSO's social media, he's not really big on like sharing his stories and the work that he does. But this guy goes out to like the community, eh? like people who are going through hard times, feeding the homeless and like even just getting amongst it within um, the club. So... The Canberra Raiders kept them on and they offered him a job to go and like help the island players sort of like stay on top of being an athlete because it's usually the island players they fall off eh, and they get themselves into trouble but he's known like within the club but he's got that relationship with the families and he's bigger than that he's got the respect of the players so mm-hmm. see there's only one of like a handful of guys who've done of PI descent who have done like a 200 plus games in the NRL Wow! and the fact that he was at one time the Tosa more captain and he's played for the Kiwis he was part of that team that went and saw the Queen in um, Buckingham Palace and yeah just everything this guy does man he's got a heart of gold and I'm I'm proud to because I nicknamed the Reese Bennett back school and that was after the cool runnings guy you know 
And so, yeah, mad shout out oh. to, mad love to that guy, man, because this guy is a kid reminding me of Dries Bannock, man. He was fast, he was dark, he was tall, he was handsome, and he was the full package, eh? And, like, we knew that that guy was destined for greatness at school. I just seen him, the way he held himself at school. So, yeah, my shout out to Josias Oleola. Um, yeah, you're our local hero for, for the Whisper Network this week. Keep doing you and... And honouring your old lady in the the work you do for the community, man. But keep waving the KB flag, man, because we are watching from here. But yeah, that's a big shout out to you, Togo. Shout out, shout out, man. That was me. Let's take us out with some last words, uh, Nah. So, um, I'm gonna write me a schedule out this week. Um, gym, meal, meal prep, and just plan this week. Um and um, so what I normally do is that I'll write something out and then I'll go back to it on like if I'm at work during the week and like oh okay I did that I did that or oh, I didn't go there so I'm just gonna plan my week this week and see how far I get um yeah oh, good on you no, that's the way to do it man yeah make sure make sure you gives you all that time to you know. Find time for yourself and do the things that you can fit in there. Yeah. That's a good one. Just took it off. Uh, my last words, man, is um, shout out to all the the guests who have answered the, um, the, the call to come on and share their stories with um, Cam and myself on the back of the 135. Um, I'm, re- I'm truly humbled to, to sit next to Cam's man, like just be given that window to listen in because sometimes <laughs> I, I I didn't even ask because I'm too busy listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Cam's like looks at me, like, Oi. <laughs> it's like I forget. But yeah, shout out to all you guys, man, and especially to like um our last few guests to Roland Williams and to Vin McCaffrey, man, like to have old boys that I highly I highly respect, you know. I didn't just bring anybody's in, you know, into the space because I don't want them to disrespect the work that Cam's does. But um, yeah, thanks to everyone who tunes in and watches and gives us feedback. And when they see me out and about, wave because I know either they're watching or they they give us feedback. Like man, love love the content that we're putting out. But my last words, if I can share, is procrastinating again. Eh, like it's good that others, you know, back on the work grind and stuff like that, and like. I think a lot of people do it. It's like and they say, oh, yeah, I want to do this. And they don't yeah. do it. And that little procrastinating voice that goes on inside your head, man, like, think of it like this. If you didn't get the chance to say goodbye to somebody and they fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, all because you were procrastinating, you have to live with that guilt. And I've buried my feelings about my cousin Rob being passed away for so long. And it just feels like I'm only starting to open my eyes to that very window of procrastinating. But because I have this this podcast and this family here that I can, you know, actually stand up and go, you know what? It's just all in my head. And a lot of it is, you know, it's because I'm procrastinating. But if I really reflect and tell myself, man, just do it. What have I got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. And I'm not promised tomorrow. I know that much. But if I can just share, man, like encourage people to reach out and get a hold of each other, go for a feed, go for a walk, and just enjoy life, man, because, man, this, this sitting on this episode, and the many episodes that we laced, I'm like 61 episodes deep now, it's like a breath of fresh air, eh? 
and like I reflect and I watch some of them back and I crack up at some of the content and some of the yarns we share, man. But <laughs> not once have I ever felt like deflated. I'll be honest, I've never felt deflated apart from the episode eighty that we did with me and um, Eric. But that's probably the toughest one I've ever had. But yeah, just thank you to everybody, man, and everyone part of the Whisper Network, man. The content that we put out is is out there, man, and you know I just. I want to actually see um, Sosefina. So if anyone can send me a real clear link so I can watch it, man. <laughs> Sosefina the movie. But yeah, thank you, Cams, for providing this for us. You're the man. So, Cams. Thanks, boys. Uh, my last words. Yep, just continue uh, sharing and liking our content. Uh, find us on the West West Network Instagram uh, page, our Facebook page. Also, empty out the clip Facebook group page. Um, you can go in there. Um, I'm a bit behind on on the YouTube videos for Black and One Three Five. I think I've got 182 up, 182 I think. But I've got up to 193, so bit of a backlog there. Sorry about that. Um, gotta put all that up too. So slow, slowly coming. But I just want to encourage everyone that's just just watching the YouTube page. Um, that the Black and One Three Five, if you want to be up to date, it's on Spotify. Or, or Stitcher, so we're not just on um, YouTube, uh, we're on other podcast platforms, so yeah, uh, thanks boys for, for coming on board, I know we had a good good, good hour and a half, and uh, we'll do it again next week, so let's get the fuck out of here. Yo. Sweet.